the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. of Chicago, Democrat destination. This is where the policies and the politicians, this is what it looks like. Have you had enough of winning or are you thirsty for more? 102 shot since June 1st. It's only June 7th for you people that uh, went to CPS. That's a little more than 10 a day. I had the over in the office pool of 57 tragedy, but I played the odds. And now I have a decision to make. Should I let it ride on the likelihood of Alderman getting indicted? I say it's two in the next 30 days. So when I have this kind of wager, this kind of money on things, I like to call in one of the other office members. Now, see, they say I'm not a team player because I've argued with other hosts. I say, no, no, no. I'm a team player. When Amy Jacobson wants to talk on my radio show, I stop everything. And I say, you come on, Amy Jacobson. Amy. Uh... How are you? John, now, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Wonderful. Now, I understand that um, you're going to talk about if bad breath had a face, it would be Lori Lightfoot. You're going to talk about Lori Lightfoot and the fact that were you the first reporter of a non-technical minority status to interview Lori Lightfoot? Well, it, it, so first of all, that whole thing was blown way out of proportion. And let me tell you why. She was only talking to brown and black people on the two-year anniversary of her taking office. She oh, hasn't refused day. white members of the media. It was that, that, that day of that we couldn't get in. So which it was I like, it was like if, a, if a white drugstore in the South said, ah, no blacks allowed on Tuesday, no big deal, right? Yeah, I mean, it, can you imagine if a white politician said, I'm only speaking to white reporters on my two-year anniversary? They did, and they were Democrats be, in the South back then, yes. Well, but they would be, you know, drummed out of office. There'd be protests, and they'd burn the city down. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen, and so, you know, she did what she did. And then um, on Saturday, I go to the west side to Garfield Park because they're turning this vacant lot into a outdoor roller rink, which is great. You know, try something, do something to keep kids off the streets and gangbangers from killing each other. Um, and I was the only reporter there. I was the only reporter in all of Chicago, market size three, and superintendent Brown was there. And at that point, we already had, had 11 shots, five killed. And Mayor Lightfoot was so there, was and no reporters were there. Pardon? So it was early on Saturday. Yeah, it was early, oh. early Saturday morning, before 55 were shot. And I, the last I counted, it well, was 55. Well, you're the, listen, so. here's the thing. I, I have, I've, over the years, I'm old now, you know that. I mean, although I look yeah. fantastic, I'm old. You're still good looking. Thank you. you still got to go And on. I'm welcome. jaded. The, the, the Chicago News Corps is a punchline oh. to me. I will never forget 
when I saw Andy Shaw and he was all, you know, sitting on his floor eating lunch and they all knew him. And then when his daughter graduated law school, she went to work for Obama. And I thought to myself, and this is the guy that's the better government guy. This is the guy who's supposed to be against the Democrats. So the reality is I have nothing but contempt for anybody who who calls themselves Chicago media. You obviously are are an outlier. There are but only one or three of you. Well, Marion Ahern asks tough questions. But the rest, I've been to press conferences, Sean, where seasoned reporters, and I don't know if I should call them out, will sit through a two-hour press conference and not ask one question. Are you kidding me? How are you getting paid for that day's work? So when they you have, went they to ask, this... No, they have other reporters ask the uncomfortable questions. So you went, you're the only one. So you have her undivided attention. What were some of the questions and what were some of the answers? Well, I talked to her about crime, and she had the same old song and dance. You know, it's straw purchases from, you know, people are buying guns in Indiana and then selling them on the streets for cash, blah, blah, blah. So same therefore, you, you take away all, yeah. of the, all of the empathy for the victim, and you try to focus all of the anger on the weapon rather than the mm-hmm. fact that these kids are the products of a system that charges the public sixteen to 18000 a year to pretend that they educate them. And that these are kids that are mainly, mainly products of her governance and her policies, that these are Democrat kids, the same ones that were twerking mm-hmm. on the on the on the squad car, which, by the way, did you see? Oh, that video? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I tweeted it out, too. It's gotten almost a million views. It's gone around the world. It's my elegant, right? Europe, I mean, that's a statement my of pride. Europe texted me. That's texted me and said, this it's so embarrassing for the Chicago Police Department. But what would you have done, Sean, if you were in that cop car? that off while all the cameras are rolling and the girls flying through the I, air. I, how about we do those things that police used to do where get out of the car and, and beat and arrest. But I know those days are gone. I know those days are gone. And right now the criminals criminals have more virtue than the victims and that they are the righteous um, minorities and that we are living in a culture that has picked um, perpetrators over victims. And that's just the way it's going to be. And it's, it's primarily in these Democrat cities and states. So that doesn't exist in other areas that doesn't exist that would not have flown in other areas right so i think that they don't know what they're doing i think that they're throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks i mean so the empty shirt this weekend five killed oh it's ridiculous but the empty suit this the superintendent his name is what brown to me it's mud because he can't do a thing he i've never seen a guy brought in who was worse than this guy He's he's beyond terrible. He has no answers, and he simply regurgitates the talking points of the yeah, the, no. the most unattractive mayor in America. Well, the, the thing is, and he's come close, but he doesn't call out her name, and that's Kim Fox. We have 94 people who have been arrested for attempted murder who are walking around right now with electronic monitors on their feet. Do you think they're staying home and they're conned in their apartments or at their mom's house? No. They're out on the street, and nobody's watching. Well, I think the gangster them. disciples have Kim Fox on retainer. That's the way it looks to me. So I mean, yeah, but, but he always gets close to calling her out, but he never does. It's like just say her name, say it. But this I mean, is the climate that for her in. But, but at what point can we now focus on? This is the destination of your belief system as Marxists who call, claim to be Democrats. This every policy you implemented 
is the result is what we are living through and what is what is terrorizing people and what is killing on average now in the summer weeks or in the summer uh, months, 50 a weekend. So what are you going to do about it? And they say it's the guns. And at which point do you not laugh at their face? Are you still congenial with these people or do you say the guns have the laws are most strict in the areas where the most killings are enough with the guns? I mean, this is woman is supposed to be a a gun ban. We had a gun ban in Chicago for 25 years. It did nothing. We're the murder capital, I think, two of those 25 years. But the problem is, and I heard one pastor say this, and I will never forget it. He said, don't take that half-court shot. shot." He said that to gangbangers. Don't don't take it. If you're far away and you're targeted, they're just spraying crowds of people. Eight people were shot in in Burnham by just somebody who drove by a party at 4 in the morning and just sprayed unleashed well because the, the american democrat what the ghetto builds is people who have no self-worth and who are in fact self-loathing so they have no value of human life why are we pretending that this is somehow the action of an inanimate object versus the choices of human beings who really don't quite measure up to that standard of human beings when they can live in this fashion and they can conduct themselves in these manners whether it's twerking on the car or whether it's shooting indiscriminately into a crowd and then for a pastor to come on i understand he's well intended but that's not enough how about i help the pastor out every Everybody in these neighborhoods knows who's who. They know who the gangbangers are by name. They know where they live. Mm-hmm. They know the shooters. Until they start t- telling people where they are, I say we give them exactly what they deserve. Nothing. You will get no police presence. You will get no one to answer the 911 call. And until the people have enough character and courage to stand up and tell the righteous people who the criminals are, then just let it just devolve into the sewer that it is. After all, it already has a logo. It can be Beetlejuice's face, light foot on a coin, and you could buy it for, what, a half a penny. That's what she's worth. And that's what her, her superintendent is worth, and that's what Kim Fox is worth. And by the way, that is what the Democrats in that city vote for. So I say, good for you. What do you think of that? Wow, I think you did a wonderful job. Okay. <laughs> Left you that speechless, up. and this time I have my clothes on. Love it. Thank you. No, but and, and I did ask um, real quickly. I did ask Mayor Lightfoot what she thought. Governor Pritzker gave an interview to Craig Wall and ABC Seven, and told him he might not run for re-election. And Dan, Dan bet me a hundred thousand dollars that he's going to run again. And I said, Fair no, he's not. But I don't Proft, have a hundred thousand dollars, so no, we have to settle on a hundred. I may want a piece of this what? action. Proft bet you. Okay. A hundred thousand dollars. A hundred thousand dollars. That Pritzker is going to run for re-election. I said, no, this is the first job he's had. What's and it's a job. And he said, and is, is, are the people still there? I'd like to renegotiate. I can't buy a hundred thousand dollars. But Pritzker said, the governor said, I want to spend, you know, my, my kids are getting older. This is the last few years to, to be with them and my wife. And he put in the wife toward the end. But, Let me tell you something. You know, I, I, this, I, is, I this is a job. He hasn't been able to leave because he's under watchful eye because he... His, his wife is so having draconian. the time of her life. She's down here in Florida on the other coast while he's destroying yeah. the state and destroying property values. I think we all should decide no, they, to live like a Pritzker. They moved to Florida because of his severe lockdowns. They got out. He got sure. them out two days yeah. before he put down the first lockdown. And now they've her, been there ever only, since. She has no problems at all. And now her only real problem is when she's on the beach, beach patrols keeps trying to push her back in the water. That's it. Aside from that, she's got no nothing to worry about at all. 
So I think we should. I, mean, you know, I, I live you... like a Pritzker spouse. I'm just 140 pounds lighter than the average Pritzker spouse. But I like to live like them. OK, well, good. But I'm just saying that if you, you know, you have to stay home for a year, you realize, uh oh, this is a job and maybe I don't want this job anymore. Well, I think so I think remember this, this hundred thousand dollar bet. When you when you question her, you have a tendency because you are a good person. I know you. You like to get along with people. I think after everything you you now know and have experienced and the failures that have hurt your family, specifically your children, Mm -hmm. you should maybe not be so tolerant of this open and notorious failure and liar and racist. I want him to not run. Are you kidding me? Oh, I mean, are you talking about Lightfoot or for Pritzker? I think I was talking, I was talking about Lightfoot, but it fits either one. I'm fine with it. They both both failed miserably. They're both novice politicians. They're both, you know, they're not out. I don't believe either of them are out for lining their own pockets because they're not Lori Lightfoot. She's not, she's not like that. That's not what she's about, but she doesn't know what she's doing. She's in over her head. Same with Pritzker in way over his head. Before I let you go, because I'm not going to yes, bet you $100,000. I, I realize you drive an old van. You're paying. I think you pay alimony. I mean, you had the worst divorce attorney on the planet. But anyway, I'd like to bet you something <laughs> that you could actually, you know, you, you, it would be fun. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take, okay. I believe that there's unequivocally Pritzker is running again for the very reasons that Dan agrees that, that he's going to run again. And you could take your side. And here's how it'll be. The loser broadcasts yeah. one day in a bathing suit. What do you say? Yeah. You in? Um, I'm going to have to unequivocally say no oh, to that, but that you can. Benign. All right. Well, I'm so doing it right I now, win, so I don't really have anything to lose. All right. Well, I just I want to thank you for coming on the show. On the show. Thank you very much. <laughs> don't forget to buy your shirt. You can find it at 560 am So please go on there and buy your shirt. Thank you very much, okay. Amy Jacobson. Thank you, dear. I Love appreciate you. it. Love you, too. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments, and we will discuss the kind of 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 reality that Chicago is facing. I don't think it is happenstance. I think this is the exact reality they deserve. This is what the voters have voted for. And this is the best the politicians who govern that city can deliver. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls and comments when I get back. tell you it is astonishing to me in the year 2021 there are still people willing to call themselves democrats democrats have proven themselves to be corrupt incompetent and the architects of disaster in ghettos that is simply what they govern over everywhere they touch is a corrupt bankrupt sewer there is no such thing as a well-run democrat area yet For the people who are victimized by these Democrats, there is a loyalty, not because they have a toleration of of failure. They're they're simply they're self-loathing enough to feel they deserve that they want in on the scam. That's why they continue to support these idiots. It is the only logical reason. Otherwise, you cannot give me another one. There is no reason that, in my mind, someone can articulate themselves to be a Democrat unless they are quite simply in on that kind of corruption and scam and municipal employment and all the rest of it that they provide. The contracts, the, the insider trading, the, the fraudulent spending, the front running of, running of property purchases. They're making their small oligarchs millionaires at the cost of the, those people who kill themselves every weekend in Chicago. And I say kill themselves because, quite honestly, the idea that no one speaks up against the actual shooters that so many in the neighborhood are aware of. 
just goes to tell you they like it that way. And you'll never see one of these protests in those areas. Michael on the north side. Hey, buddy. How are you? Good, good. I'm going to tell you how it's good. I'm going to tell you how it's going to play out. November of 2021, three hours before Thanksgiving. Well, Thanksgiving is all month long to Pritzker. But three hours before Thanksgiving, he's going to announce he's not running like about 24 hours before the petitions are due. His uh, lieutenant governor, Stratton, is going to have petitions already signed with her name. And then he's going to step aside. She's going to be the only one on the ballot for the Democrats. She's going to have the power of incumbency. And, and that's what's what you, going to I, The name you said, I, I, I didn't hear the name you said. Who's going to who's going to Julianne Stratton. That's the lieutenant governor. They're going to oh. have it all rigged up like when you step aside and your kid takes over. And if yeah. I'm wrong, since you like bathing suits so much, if I'm wrong, I will sit in a lawn chair in a pink Speedos outside the Elmhurst Cigar Store. That, that, okay, done. That's an agreement. And by the way, I know from you starting out with shorts, you end up with Speedos with a few steps. So I completely understand, and I look forward to seeing you out there. Thank you so much. We got a little wager. I like the action. We got another Michael on the south side. Michael, how are you? Sean, how's it going? Wonderful. Love you, love your show. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I agree with you and Amy Jacobson. I mean, uh, Lori Lightfoot is a total failure. Why um, is it that the people have such a high tolerance for her? Oh, well, uh, you know, uh, there are a lot of people here in Chicago who are going to vote for her no matter what she does. Uh, she can play the race card. She can play the gender card. She can play the LGBT card, and people are going to follow her anyway. Yeah, I, I find it remarkable that all of the activist types here in Chicago have nothing to say about, you know, inner city violence, not just the, you know, the alleged civil rights crowd here on the south side. But you look at you, you, you look at the folks up on the north side and they don't care. They don't have much to say about it either. Uh, they're going to support uh, the city's corrupt leadership no matter what. That includes 15, Mayor Lightfoot. It's unfortunate. Fifteen hundred and forty seven people, Chicagoans shot. And it's what, the fifth month? Six month, excuse me. It's the sixth month, so you're halfway through the year. You got fifteen forty seven shot, and you've uh, only been open per se for the last three months. It, it, it's astonishing to me the level of failure. And then I'm going to ask you. I grew up in a, in a neighborhood that was different. It was tight lipped to a certain extent, but they had a certain standard where if you hurt one of their own, they would never protect you or keep your your anonymity so you could go on and do it again the next week. Michael, in your opinion, why is it that you think so many Chicagoans simply will not tell or will not help the police when it comes to breaking up the crime? Oh, that's uh, that's pretty simple. I mean, there is a code of silence within the black community. And it's, and truth be told, unless it's like a real heater case, say like a small a little kid, people generally are not going to say anything. Uh, there's, there's a lot of pressure within the group to avoid, you know, di- dropping a dime on someone or criticizing each other in public. Yeah. And unfortunately, that feeling, uh, that that uh, agenda, uh, you know, is keeping the uh, African-American community from doing what needs to be done. So, well, Michael, it is what it is. People. We do a certain thing. Yeah, hopefully good people will change it. Michael, you know, I appreciate the call. I appreciate you listening. Thank you very much. And what I'm hoping is that people will understand when an 11-year-old is shot, like the 11-year-old that was shot over the weekend, when a 14-year-old was shot, these are kids. I understand that they're not little, little kids, but they're kids. Do they not matter? I'm foolish enough to think even the bigger ones matter. 
But look at me. I, I must be a racist. After all, we're going to talk about how I, I can't help it. I'm a racist. And the minorities out there that want to shoot me because I'm white. We'll talk about that and more when I get back. You know, what it must be like to hate yourself so much you feel you need to tolerate the life of a ghetto. What, it, what, it, what, just, what kind of a character flaw that truly is. I remember um, very early on when I was a kid and I watched my relatives. There was a, a Republican named Ogilvy in Illinois, and he um, implemented the income tax. He's the reason you have a toll booth, all of it. And I remember uh, watching the men in my family say, this son of a dog, I'll, I would never, and they never, ever supported financially, to my knowledge, a, a Republican again. Never. They may have voted, but I would say the vast majority just said, nah, if this is what the good side does, it's time to really kind of give it up. I remember in my own neighborhood finding out at the time he was a very portly, ridiculous-looking man with a plastic on his head who was the mayor of Elmwood Park. His name was Silvestri. And he was also um, a Cook County commissioner. And I had found out through the grapevine, because it was like the worst-kept secret, he was a agent for, at the time, Gold Rush Gaming. And then a little while later, Sometimes did the story. I, to this day, when I see him, I want to spit in his face. In fact, he refuses to make eye contact with me. The cowardice parallel parking champion of the forest preserve that he is. I have no tolerance for any politician that would lie or cheat or steal or moreover rule with favoritism to companies or industries or I, 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 I I'm astonished at the Democrat Party. They truly are a wretched group of people, so much so that they have no standards for themselves. None. As you watch the news, hopefully at 10 o'clock and not now, as you watch the news, think of yourself of the character of the people that make up the city of Chicago and, and moreover, the state of Illinois. What exactly is their character that they would tolerate this kind of governing? Where borrowing and welfare is really the biggest generator i've got kyle on the line he's got an interesting point but i want to debate it a little bit kyle how are you hey brother hope you're enjoying uh nicaragua right now um yeah, nonetheless yeah. real quick just uh it, it's one of those things i it, it drives me nuts i i wish we could hold chicago or quite frankly any voter um applicable to their own standards wall off chicago let it uh let it succeed or fail on its own voting record. Well, the same with Democrats and Republicans. Somehow affiliate them to these are what you voted for. Just like if I was to invest in the Roth or the market or whatever, I win or lose by my decision. The problem is, Chicago, you don't have a win or lose. You only have a lose or lose. For example, the tight-lit people, you, you know, in yeah. uh, neighborhood, you got the people looking out for each other, but not anymore. Now they just keep their mouth shut because what's the point of reporting anybody if Kim Fox is going to let them out? But then and, again, and to so pretend that Kim Fox is electing those people. Well, and and so. to pretend that Kim Fox is not blatantly, blatantly representing perpetrators. And I would be curious to know if she has ties to some of these these affiliated gangs. 
How else could you justify? How else could you justify these decisions that she makes? I mean, sooner or later, even a reporter in Chicago may be curious enough to maybe look into these things. This might be something. But thank you for the call, Kyle. And originally he had said wall it off. Well, for years, for years, as we watch these these mafia figures from the dailies to Rahm Emanuel to 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 the fungible Democrat couple that we call aldermen um, for years, they were under the impression they could protect the moneymaker, which was the loop. The loop is the only district that actually is a moneymaker for the entire city of Chicago. The entire city of Chicago is bankrupt, completely and totally an economic failure. So they always used to pretend that um, they could somehow protect the integrity of the loop. So as we are now watching it devolve... Good evening and thanks for being with us. I'm Marisa Vedra. Jim has the night off. Shock waves in the Chicago Loop. A man nearly killed in an overnight shooting. And we've learned that was not the only gunfire nearby. CBS 2 Stephen Graves joins us live near that scene where he spoke to a witness. Stephen. Maria, and this witness was just feet from the shooting in a hotel room. He tells me he looked through his window and saw that man lying on the ground here next to this pole. Now, I want you to notice how it's done differently. Shockwaves. Shockwaves. Is this shockwaves when it happens south of Roosevelt Road? Is it shockwaves or is it just nighttime? Or for that matter, daytime? Or for that matter, anytime? But it's shockwaves, as the reporter tells you. Why? Because they dare encroach onto the almighty loop, where after all, this is where people think they're safe. So you're here. I'm hearing the news and the Sheridan is opening up. Ooh, let me go down for the weekend. Maybe we'll go grab some lunch and do a little shopping. You have to be insane. This is the natural progression of incompetence and corruption with a, with a twist of welfare society. This is what it looks like. This is the result of Democrat policies. Ta-da! Do you love it? Because this is where it leads. And it's like this in New York. It's like this in New Jersey. It's like this in various, various, many towns and municipalities throughout the country where Democrats rule. This is what they produce. And this is the standard that the Democrat voter will allow himself to accept. This is it. This is no big deal. Otherwise, there would be a call for massive changes at the top level of politics and and, and positions. Yet they don't. But at least we can say this. Our side, I call out by name, the scum, the scum, like Pat Brady, who was was the leader of the Illinois uh, Republicans, who is a fraud, day-to-day frauds, along with the other Brady, that big lummox who inherited a, a developer fortune, along with Durkin and all of the little lobbyists' brothers and the wife from Brady with the, with the gaming rooms. I mean, it's, it's, it's despicable. It's despicable. So the, if you want to really show politicians how to fear you, recognize who they are and reject them, repudiate everything they say and do, and refuse above all to give them support. If the Democrats had that same standard, you might consider going to the city to get a room and go for lunch and take your wife shopping. You remember like it used to be when they could at least pretend to have restrictions on the neighborhoods their hand was heaviest in. Sooner or later, you're going to have to recognize who you're dealing with. You're dealing with wretched people who live on hate. And that's why, real quick, the Yale professor 
who is truly an example of the Democrat hierarchy, of the Democrat teachers, of the Democrat think tanks, of the Democrat campaign managers. Do you think that this woman, uh, what's her name, Kalalalanini, the Yale professor, do you think that she's a Republican? This is the cost of talking to white people at all. The cost of your own life is a sucky drive. There are no good apples out there. This is where she goes on. I, I heard the recording is bad, and her, her stupidity, it, it, we've all heard this clip by now, her stupidity and her racism and her loathing of other men and women because of their race should be rejected. But in the, in the party of the Democrat, she is a high thinker. She is somebody of importance. And after all, she's a doctor. She's a doctor. And she's going to be the one to deliver not justice, but social justice. These are the people who rewrite history, the people who can say with confidence, when I see white people, I want to shoot them in the head. I don't have any friends who are white people. I don't have yada, yada, yada. I feel the, it, it, it is so preposterous that this is acceptable in the year 2021, that to think we are so sophisticated and so above and should have some society that works, these are the people why it will never work. What I'm longing for is a policy of separation. Let's give them what they want. You could have the states you've already ruined and bankrupted, and the towns. We'll take the other ones, the ones that are filing suit against the Biden administration for economic treason and sabotage that the Democrat Marxists are committing on a macro level. So we got 26 states. They could they could have the rest. We'll throw in another state if they want. And don't you worry about it, because in five years, we'll buy everything back at a third of the price, because that's what Democrats do. They bankrupt everything. They're wretched human beings. 312-642-5600. Yeah, let's call this a uh, making friends Monday. If they're all, it's what we're doing here. I'm sorry. I know it's controversial to not uh, to not get up here after we're looking at the failures and the reality that is a Democrat run city and state and saying, oh, now you know what you need to do. You need to join the Republican Party and you need to give them your money and vote Republican. And I say to, to to use Illinois in the proper way, which is an example as to why there is no good actor posing as a politician there isn't one there may be one or two that are that are um, running now for office and they were never politicians or they're new politicians and the likelihood is and 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 some of whom i've met um rabine who i i I love he's a wonderful man and i have nothing but the most respect for him and every fiber in my body when i see him i tell him save your money because the mindset of the slave that is the illinois voter will continue to vote with the mafia. And that's why you see Sean Caston as a state representative in the suburban area that will soon be infiltrated by Democrat policies. And I don't suffer from the, the covetous Marxism where I like to see people lose money the way the Marxists do. I think it's tragic. I think it's absolutely tragic. Not for them who made the decision to turn a blind, turn a blind eye to facts and results and history, but to those kids who are having their legacy wealth ripped from out from under them as, as their parents continue to give their money away to the mafia that we call the Illinois Democrat Party. And who's to blame for that? Well, the ones who are the perpetrators, absolutely, but also the rebuttal that is feckless and useless 
and non-existent or corrupted or corrupted. That's what it is when you have family members who are lobbyists, when you have wives who own gaming parlors, when you have kids you're trying to set up as lobbyists, or you yourself are a lobbyist after being the former head of the Republican Party in the state. Right, Pat? The widower? Moron. Terry Rogers Park. Uh, I'd much rather uh, be rid of uh, Kim Fox than uh, Lightfoot. Uh, At least Lightfoot has some good sense. Uh, and uh, Kim Fox, uh, what's she the good sense, Terry? The- what's the good sense that Lightfoot has? Can you enlighten me? Well, I can't remember everything. Sure. Uh, oh, fair enough. Well, yeah, I yeah, like that the- goes to show you the average uh, Lightfoot voter. And there we have David in Austin. Yeah, can you hear me? I could hear you beautifully. Go. Yeah, yeah. I was just calling on your comments earlier about the uh, corruption, the voting. Mm-hmm. It's way worse, way more, uh, at more levels than anybody could ever imagine. You know, even for the normal people who want to vote, their votes are neutralized with all the vote That's fraud. exactly right. With and all even of if the... you get enough people to do it, mm-hmm. it's, it's they have just enough more to make sure you don't win. And they now, David, you every step of the way. Illinois is notorious for having people who vote vote who have moved out either decades ago, either on their own um, volition or because the angel of death has tapped them on the shoulder. Yet they continue to have massive um, strongholds in these areas like the one that you live in, quite frankly. Oh, Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that why you think the the National Democrat Party has looked at at the way in which the uh, the true the true success of a Democrat party, meaning the Chicago Democrat, has managed to hold power in the face of absolute and total failure. Do you, I mean, that that is what it looks like to me, is that the National Democrat Party said what we need to do is exactly the voter platform that Chicago, Illinois has. And, yeah, um, it's that and more. Oh, it's right. that and more. You know, Great. you have the dead people. You have the people moved out. You have the fictitious numbers. You have when they get more than 100% turnout that was common. Mm-hmm. Uh, for years, they used to laugh about it, and the media went right along with it. The media is their arm, and the Democratic Party has been a criminal organization, uh, very mm-hmm. anti-U.S. and anti-everyday working-class people. Thank you, David. I hope I see you soon in Florida. Let me go to Patrick. We only got about 45 seconds, Pat. Hey, Pat. Hey, Sean. Hey, Sean. Uh, quickly, a f- mutual friend of ours was on Fox and Friends yesterday who's owned an Italian restaurant in the Gold Coast area for years, and he was saying that he now has to close early because customers are fearful for staying too late in the neighborhood. Patrick, how about the, how about the people that, that uh, are having customers get up and walk out, and now they're trying to implement policies where you have to give a credit card or you have to have a, you know, a $100 minimum, and they're being charged with discrimination? Is that the, the, the insult to injury or what? No kidding. No Thank kidding. you. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you for the call. I'm going to check that out. Um, listen, I feel so bad. There are so many of you on the line. I, I, I got the music already in my ear. Um, I'll be taking your calls after the 6.05 hour. We'll keep talking about this and other things. I am going to pivot a little bit when we get back. streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. 
He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I'm a sucker for the calls, especially when I have good ones on the line. So uh, before I move on, let's let's clear up some of the calls. I'm taking them in order. Three calls. Doug on the South Loop. In the South Loop. Hi, Doug. Yeah, Sean. Uh, I heard your your comment. You're absolutely right. That it's a complete waste of money to for a Republican to run for office in the state of Illinois. I mean, I wouldn't even vote for. I wouldn't even want to vote for one of them because they're not going to get anything done, and they're going to sell out if they do. However. There is one. There is a, a fight you can still have politically, and that's for local school boards. I know a woman that's dropping a bomb running a slate of can- candidates in the new tier of school system, and that is something that if you get four seats with as little as three thousand votes, you can get a lot of people fired. And that would be that would be something to get excited about, and that would be something worth um, the effort. Of, of going and trying to change that. I'm not quite sure I have faith in the actual system, but I do think at that level it will be a little easier to audit and a little easier to manage. But, I, I, you know, Doug, one of the interesting things that I like to discuss when it comes to public schools, I believe they are the most immoral of all government entities posing to be the most virtuous because you have a state-sponsored education system of which there are no ramifications of failure none yet a private school has the consumer to rely on either they produce or they go out under i think in this in this country that we've adopted a very socialist um, ideology of of government schooling and i think we need to chip away at that i think until that's destroyed we're not going to reach our highest and best capability because the government's school system has destroyed the american future and destroyed america in general so absolutely right but i, I do hope uh, I, i'm keeping an eye on eye on what's happening in the new chair because they're talking about not just supporting this candidate or that candidate but running a strict slate with some strict guidelines about what they want to accomplish so we'll wait and see we'll see what happens doug i think it's great and I, listen i'm optimistic because this is the game we must play but if you step back and look at the macro picture the entire system of public education is an unmitigated failure and it is a money pit in which has been oh, corrupted, disagree. corrupted and bastardized, They're, they are held harmless from the re, from their own failures, and we are suffering their product. Their product is what is killing each other on the south side. These are kids that are in school in some cases. Their product is what's twerking on police cars. Their product is what's accepting of all of the Marxism that we now think is normal in this country. So we're a victim of our own school system that we thought somehow some mystical, magical government could produce and and make. We got what we deserve. So, Doug, I understand and I'm optimistic, but my focus really is on destroying the public school system. It is immoral. I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, thank you, Doug. I love it. See, I don't know who's yep, going to vote you. for us. Vote for Sean and Doug. We promise to destroy the school system. We're not going to get the vote. Exactly. But thank you. <laughs> thank you very much, Doug. I appreciate it. Let's be optimistic. Mark in Darien. This is interesting. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for what you do. And I want to attribute the word brave because somebody like Rush came out a year ago against the military industrial complex. 
and you see where he is now. And also, nobody attributes this to you. You share a name with probably the greatest actor of all time. That would be Mr. Connery. That's but what I'm named after. In the new... Pardon? You know, I'm, I'm named after him. My mother was Italian, though, and she looked at S-E-A-N said that's Honest to God. Yeah, that, yeah. That well, was I wish my... I had a son. He was, that was on my list, too, but hey, we had daughters. That was my parents' hey, first date, Sean Connery movie. Go ahead. Noble. Absolutely noble. Thank you. Uh, I just heard a blurb on the news. Maybe you could help fill me in. Is this another missing of the media? So the oil company got reimbursed, is getting reimbursed for part of the ransom. What about the drivers? Well, here's... It never gets mentioned. It's... Of course not. You, The poorest people in the country always under underwrite the corporations that work hand in glove with the government. But you must have heard a little bit more into that story than I heard. What I heard was that the government located the account and seized the money. You're assuming that the company got the money back. I'd like to know if they do. But, you know, it brings up another point. Why is Elon Musk shying away from Bitcoin? I would shy away from Bitcoin. I mean, look how easily... If this is true, that it can be manipulated, I wouldn't put stock in it. Yeah, well, I mean, he shied away from it, and it was El Salvador that said that they as a country will accept it. So you're going to get bad. At, you're going to get, you know, Elon Musk has moved that market a thousand times with what he says and does. That's not the that's not that's not the market. The market itself is is it a valid alternative to a dollar that has been corrupted and bastardized by politicians the whole time telling us that it can have no competition? I'm pro-Bitcoin, see, but we can talk about that other, Mark. We're going to lose listeners. I keep talking. Oh, I hung up on him too early. Sorry, Mark. Don't be mad at me, but I got a bunch of calls. Uh, Jim on I-80. Hi, Jim. Hey. Hey, how you doing, uh, Sean? Uh, Good to talk to you. You Congratulations, too. I saw you up at the uh, Freedom Summit, and we talked, and I said... I said, you need your own show. I'm really glad you got one, too. Thank you. I appreciate that, Jim. I'm having the time of my life. I really am. Thank you. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, it sounds like it. Hey, uh, I was the Bitcoin. That's what we were talking. I was just talking to my uh, partner. I said, hey, uh, I thought Bitcoin was secure. How's the government? This all sounds like a scam. This whole, uh, um, you know, shutting the down the colonial uh, yeah. pipeline, pipe, pipeline, and all of a sudden the money, they found the money back, you know, and, uh, and you know, Coinbase, that it was a, a Coinbase purse. Coinbase doesn't allow... Uh, uh, Russian nationals to to get to get a purse. Plus, these guys are so smart, right? Mm. They were able to hack into. They wouldn't a, leave uh, the money in for a month. There's their suspicion, Jim. <laughs> the money wouldn't sit there for a month. It wasn't like they were no. saying, "Well, what do I got to pay? I got to pay my Verizon bill. I'm late on my car insurance." <laughs> That's not how that works. So to be to say right. suspicious, true. But here's what it does: it gives people a false sense of of the Lone Ranger. Look at it, it's not so bad. They got their money back. We'll never know the true story. And as you know, Jim, if you listen no. to my show, I, why would Russian? You know, you wanted me to believe it's Russian hackers. That pipeline. Didn't didn't satisfy them. Gas prices going up didn't satisfy them. It didn't make them money aside from the ransom. But who did it benefit the most? It benefited the Democrat Party. My sus, my number one suspect was the Democrat Party, and I don't mind telling you that because that's what I think. That's my opinion. No, I, it, it, it benefited, the, it benefited the, the Democrat Party. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate it. I love this kind of show. I got other stuff I want to talk about, but I'm having a good time. Kevin in Austin, Texas. I love when somebody from Texas calls me. Hi, right, Kevin. Oh, I appreciate. It. Hello, Sean. Uh, I love the fact that you're talking about the schools and 
a lot of uh, there's an aspect a lot of people don't talk about is how many contracts, how much money is pumped through that as far as oh we got to remodel or we got to put chairs in here or how many who's going to get the contracts for all the building and all that type of stuff. They love that. That's a part of it. That's oh, absolutely. I mean that's why it's so inefficient. It, it's it it doesn't even help the markets. But, but the unions who, get those contracts. The unions are are overpaid. The work is insufficient, and the contracts go on in perpetuity because there's very very little oversight, and that is why the broader point of the immorality of a system that has figured out how to tax people who may and definitely will not ever use that service. The immorality of making homosexuals pay taxes that benefit kids in school, knowing full well they have no intention, nor will they ever have kids. Or people who have sent their kids to private school, yet they still have to pay the public school. Or people who don't have kids and don't want kids and never would have kids. The idea that you are now comfortable taxing for the greater part of society is the wedge in the destruction of property rights. It's a property rights issue. And how dare you have the audacity to burn $18,000 per kid? And who you produce better be the kind of kid I'm proud of instead of the squad car twerking mass murderer. What do you think of that? Well, I agree with you. The thing is that people who who work for these companies who get the contracts for the cafeterias and stuff like that, they have an incentive to go out and walk and get these Democrats elected again and again and again. Sure, my buddy. Until... My buddy, did, my buddy did this. He's dead now. May he, uh, you know, forever rest in peace and burn in hell. He was a wretched human being. I grew up with him. I know him. He was a half derriered plumber. I mean, I'm, I'm the king of, yeah, you know that guy? Yeah, good friend of mine. A tremendous scumbag. That's how this guy was. And he would literally, he was a plumber half derriered plumber who knew all these people. They would call him, he would pour Drano down the drain, and he would bill 5000 6000 Because if it's under $9,900, they just write the check. And it's that's a why despicable it's not change system. It. No. Why would you and change it? That's it's why a it's cash not gonna, Well, it's not going to change until people get sub- upset enough to become Republican precinct captains. Kevin, I, I, I think so, but you're, you're from Chicago, man. You know this. I know I am. You don't think they well, got upset enough? Yeah, but, no, I don't think people are upset enough to get involved in a uh, daily basis to find out who the Republican precinct captain is, and if there isn't one, become it. And to start going to these things, I don't even think it's worth going to the school council meetings anymore. You just no. got it's its entire rip the system Seven, up. That's where I, school vouchers. I'm the play. king of fights that I shouldn't win. I'm the king of it. You show me a group oh. of guys. I want to fight them all. I can't help it. It's the character. But at a certain point, you have to recognize this leviathan, this this or this this mafia that we call government, Democrat government. You can't beat it. What you need to do is what people have done, recognize it, and bail. Like you. You're in Austin, people, Texas. And, Thank you. Yeah, I know. But the people who can't bail. That's who suffers. And until, they, until they're yeah. sick of it, and until they stop voting Democrat, then my, my answer is to go to high ground and watch it from afar and keep your kids safe. And pray to God they never say, Dad, I'm going to Chicago. Pray to God they never say that. And hope, hope that somehow it somehow stays in Chicago, which we all know it's not. Especially my neighborhood, my old neighborhood, Melrose Park, Maywood, Bellwood, Hillside, Westchester. These are now the sewers as well. It's a shame. But thank you very much, Kevin. I appreciate the call. Love this kind of show. I can't help it. All right, David, you've been on the line. You're the last one. And then we're going to move on. Go on, David. Uh, Hey, Sean. Um, To those on the fence that, you know, they call themselves independents or or something like that, you know, I have my one of my main reasons I'm a libertarian is because my vote 
when I went to vote three times and having the police called on me twice. In 2000, I was kind of young and dumb. I voted, and a man in a purple suit came up to me. He was like, oh, you're not allowed back by the ballot box. I'll take that young man. He disappeared in the crowd. I'm like, what happened to my ballot? Then I got smart, and I started bringing a camera. And the equipment ma- in 2008, the equipment manager uh, with the Democrat name tag on tried to break my camera. And yeah. four of them ganged up on me and surrounded me. I was being pushed around by like a throwback from the 60s with sideburns. Yeah. And they were and, videotaping me like a pack of jackets. And you know, David, that's why the Democrat Party in general wants to keep a system that will allow that, in, that kind of intimidation. Thank you very much for the call. That's why what I do... When I say this, I say the answer isn't the old way of paper ballots and fill it out. The answer now is the new way in which trillions of dollars are traded. It's called blockchain technology, and your fingerprint is your account, and therefore you can always audit the vote. Any politician from any party that fights for a system that cannot be audited is a cheat, is a liar, is a fraud, and nine times out of ten is a Democrat. I'll be back. We're going to move along. We're going to jump topics after these messages. And the news. No, no, no. It's unusual in this day and age to do a, um, a show or have a political philosophy that is steeped in Americanism and is to be demonized or to be called radical or to be ostracized because you believe in those fundamental principles. Number one principle the uh, property rights over your own body. This, to me, is a uh, is it is an, is a time that I almost cannot believe is happening. After everything we know about the people that make up government, about everything we know about the so-called science that is government-sponsored and has a government agenda and has been politicized, it's not science anymore. Whether we're talking about the eco Nazis or whether we're talking about the regular Nazis who just want to use their predictions. To seize our property. That's it's that simple. This last year and three months has been something that I I would have lost every dollar I've ever had or would have. I would have bet the farm that the American people would not let what happened actually happen. I didn't think it was possible in the year 2021. I didn't think at a certain level of of where we are supposed to be intellectually and principles that something what, like what we've gone through could happen. I never, ever had any stock in anything that Dr. Anthony Fauci said. He was evidently incompetent, and, and that is mainly because I was aware of his past and how he handled the AIDS crisis. Hundreds of thousands of people died because of this idiot once. In my opinion, I think Dr. Fauci should be charged with murder. I think anybody who enhanced the virus should go to prison. End of story. What God gave them the right to toy with a virus that could kill human beings? Where is that in the rule book of science? Where is that permissible? Where is that not a storyline for some Third Reich movie out of the 40s? let alone to happen right here, right now. Outrageous. And the fact that we just go about our day, well, these idiots continue to openly and bald-facedly lie to us. 
Now, Leslie Stahl has discredited herself on numerous occasions. And by the way, what does 60 Minute not have a 401k plan? How old are we going to let her get before somebody gives her the hook? I mean, she's got the wig on. It's preposterous now. But she's out there doing it again. And she had one of the main culprits whose name is Dr. Peter Dazak. This scoundrel, scallywag, huckster, fraud is a bag man and nothing more pretends to head up one of those very profitable non-for-profits. She she interviewed him on 60 Minutes. And if you didn't need a shower after watching it, then you have no integrity or morals of your own because this piece of garbage was so bald-facedly lying He should have been slapped in handcuffs immediately after the interview. He says the team did look into the leak theory during a visit with lab scientists and deemed it extremely unlikely. We met with them. We said, do you audit the lab? And they said, annually. Did you audit it after the outbreak? Yes. Was anything found? No. Do you test your staff? Yes. No. You're just taking their word for it. Well, what else can we do? There's a limit. Now, this man has been given money from the American government, which means you, you have given money to this scumbag, you. He has been in this business of pretending to finance science. The meantime, we have no idea what his personal net worth is, how much information he's used to profit by front-running simple information that was not public knowledge. We know nothing except the flow of money has gone to him and the entire WHO for decades, decades. And these are the types of people that make it up. It is an industry of fraud. It is an industry of corruption. It is an industry you pay for and you underwrite and you have no say so in. And when they're caught With their hand in the cookie jar, the Pravda, we call media, mounts up and tries to exonerate them. And even even Leslie Stahl, a well-learned propagandist, has a hard time dealing with this open and notorious fraud. It's what you can do. And we went right up to that limit. We asked them tough questions. They weren't vetted in advance. uh, And the answers they gave, we found to be um, believable, um, correct and convincing. Which makes you culpable. You are now a co-conspirator in the COVID-19. This is what you really are. And these types of people with their silly little accents and their man boobs need to be put in a jumpsuit and thrown into a hole. 312-642-5600. Hey! Got, got to pay back! Just what I needed, a little James Brown. Love it. So to me, science has more than a black eye. It has proved itself to be Corrupted, it has proved itself to be run by political hacks and frauds. This is the exact way you are seeing a cover-up. Now, whether it unfolds and there are ramifications, this is debatable. I am of the mind there will be none, as there were, were none for Anthony Fauci, who should have been carted off in shame after his, uh, his response to the AIDS 
vaccine. And, and, and now they've rewritten that history where he is um, or the AIDS epidemic, excuse me, where he now is a, a man of character instead of the kind of guy who would finance an absolute and total fraud like Dr. Peter Dazak. He says the team did look into the leak theory during a visit with lab scientists and deemed it extremely unlikely. We met with them. We said, do you audit the lab? And they said, annually. Did you audit it after the outbreak? Yes. Was anything found? No. Do you test your staff? Yes. No. You're just taking their word for it. Well, what else can we do? There's a limit to what you can do. And we went right up to that limit. We asked them tough questions. They weren't vetted in advance. uh, And the answers they gave, we found to be um, believable, um, correct and convincing. But weren't the Chinese engaged in a cover-up? They destroyed evidence. They punished scientists who were trying to give evidence on this very question of the origin. Well, that wasn't our task, to find out if China had covered up the origin issue. No, no, I know. I'm just saying, doesn't that make you wonder? We didn't see any evidence of any um, false reporting or cover-up in the work that we did in China. Do you see the evidence? I see the evidence. This is why anything they're involved with, to me, is tainted and not to be trusted. None of it. And I am including the vaccine. Absolutely and unequivocally. But yet under this new um, real Fourth Reich that we're calling the Biden administration, under the Fourth Reich of the Biden administration, you no longer have possession of your property, of your body. You no longer are capable of making that decision. After all, if you want to go back to freedom, then you're going to have to get something else that these liars and these frauds have decided to make sure you have to have in your person. Well, studies show that COVID vaccines are effective, but doctors are now seeing so-called breakthrough cases. That's right. In Illinois, nearly 100 people have been hospitalized with COVID-related illnesses despite being fully vaccinated. WGN's Dan Revick is joining us now with more on this. Well, this is something we're seeing here in Illinois and across the country. Of the 98 million people that are fully vaccinated in the U.S., a tiny portion are developing these breakthrough cases. It's a rare but not unexpected phenomenon as doctors work to stop wait a minute it's a tiny portion it's rare but it's not unexpected now maybe if you talk real fast and you call yourself a newscaster this isn't absolute and total propaganda it's either one or the other toots it's one or the other tiny rare but not unexpected what the hell does that mean anybody know what that means study these cases for more answers Ariel Silver was in one of the first groups to be vaccinated in Illinois. The Northbrook mother of two is in the medical field and received her two doses of the Pfizer vaccine back in December and January. I was just over the moon. I was so thrilled. It was emotional, Uh like the obligatory selfie picture. Six weeks after her second dose, both her daughters tested positive for COVID. To her surprise, she also got sick. So it doesn't work. This is evidence it doesn't work. But see, in the year 2021, we have science that really doesn't fit the definition of science. See, when I was taught about science, science was something that was always to be questioned. It was always to be pried apart, mainly by the people who had come to the conclusions. They were always trying to prove themselves wrong. But yet, in the year 2021, with the Fourth Reich at the helm of of America, there is no questioning the science that we now know doesn't work. Rare but not unexpected. What kind of sentence is that?
but it can be followed up by the other moron, the Soviet art collector, Dr. Robert Murphy, WGNs. He's he's what? He's the expert, the Northwestern doctor. He's an expert. And Dr. Robert Murphy is here to tell you, if you want to get back to your life, you're going to have to put this vaccine that is not expected to work. And we don't know what the hell it's going to do to you. you got to put it in your body. Professor of Infectious Diseases at Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine. Doctor, thanks for joining us. Hey, good morning. So let's talk about if we don't reach this 70% goal they're setting by July 4th. What does that mean in the long term? Because, it, you know, as of June 11th, we're opening everything up anyway, at least here in Illinois. Well, it's not like we're going to stop uh, getting giving the vaccines up. I mean, this was a pretty aggressive goal, 70% by July 4th. Uh, it's going to continue on. This last group of people to get vaccinated is going to be the toughest group. Uh, they've got to be assured that it's safe and it's good for them and good for everybody else. And that's going to be a challenge. As Robin mentioned, the doors swing wide open on Friday. No more COVID restrictions. Do you think we're going to see an increase in cases? because there are still a lot of people out there who uh, haven't been vaccinated. Well, remember, this year's, year's, it's supposed to be for the vaccinated uh, that get uh, all the uh, benefit of this. It's supposed to be for the vaccinated. They get all the benefit of Illinois opening up. Now, I understand that we're talking about Illinois and the people who inhabit it and the people who vote Democrat have the mind of a slave. But at what point can you not put these two stories together? At what point can you not recognize the so-called experts, the ones even without the Soviet art behind them? And I highly recommend you check out Dr. Robert Murphy's Soviet art collection from the Cold War era. Even the ones without the connections to the communists have no credibility. It doesn't work. It is a feel-good measure. And you've been promised your life back if only you will volunteer to be the guinea pig. So to me, the question isn't, oh, it's going to be tough to get that 70 percent. It's why was it so easy to get 50 percent? Why? And it's the self-loathing characteristics of a people that have been inundated by Marxist mafia frauds posing as experts. That's the reason. It's despicable. Joe Naperville. Hey, Sean, you know, I, I love you, but I think you're getting a little bit too uh, too crazy out there with this. There's some cases even with those who are vaccinated. My mother's a cancer patient, so she doesn't have a, a typical immune response. She got the vaccination antibody test. She doesn't have the antibodies for it. So, you know, when you look at a 95% success rate, yeah, you're going to get some breakthrough cases here and there. But, you know, you need to lay off a little so bit. So, Joe, you know, you know, here's why, Joe. I have a father-in-law who I love. He almost died after the second shot, after surviving COVID. I have a dear friend of mine who I raised in his house, who I was raised in his house. I love him. His name was James Papa. He did die after he had the second vaccine. You've got frauds in your industry that have been covering up examples and reactions they don't like. And now it's getting to the point where it's almost too much for them to even cover up. And now we find out you've got numerous people that are getting COVID after the double vaccine. And now you're telling me in a report by some talking mannequin that it's not unexpected. And you think I should cool my jets? I don't know. I think more no, people should be like me. I respect you, Joe, and I'm sure. And I want your mother to live a thousand years just like I wanted mine. But the reality is, Joe, you're, part, you're, you're now telling me that I should put aside my judgment, my reason my rationale and the reality 
of its failure to go along to get along. And Joe, that's not me, brother, and it shouldn't be you. I hope your mother does well on it, but let her know she's an experiment, as we all are in the eyes of the Marxists, frauds. Please, with the, it's, just, it's just nauseating to me. It's absolutely nauseating. Is it to you? 312-642-5600. Do you want to be in control of yourself or not? So I got to show over to the other side of the cantina. I asked the Fastest guy, two hours of my day. Cold. Can't believe how fast this went by. I, I, are they just, just numbers? People that get sick and die from a disease that was created with the collusion and cooperation of numerous governments? Dr. Robert Murphy thinks you have to capitulate. You have to capitulate to their cure-alls because, after all, they're doctors. They're doctors. You know, like the ones that were the bag man, was the bag man for the WHO and has been running a non-for-profit. Yet I wonder what kind of car he drives. Anybody want to bet it's over 80 grand? I bet you it is. So we'll see. Uh, there will be in, there will be continued cases in the people that are unvaccinated. That's for sure. Well, now we now know, stupid, there are continued cases in the ones that are vaccinated. See, that was on the other station, though. Maybe you didn't see it with your Soviet art. Maybe you were interested. Maybe you were bidding on some Khrushchev uh, hand drawings, some, some watercolors from Nikita. And, you know, the question is, how many of them um, will actually get infected? So we'll see. I mean, we're still counting the cases every day. If they pop up, you know, those uh, restrictions are going to come back in. A story that the long haulers with COVID are now uh, seeing improvement after getting the vaccine. Wait. So if they if they kick in, we're going to see a, a breakdown again. You know, I want this is the time I want to give you a little stats. Just a little bit. Illinois. All right, now here's the breakdown of COVID-19 deaths per 100,000 people in, all, in, in two main states that I wanted to take for this example. Um, the data was last updated on May 29th. Illinois, now this is times 100,000 people, 198 uh, deaths with a population of 12.7 million. Florida, 171 with a population of 21.5 million. Better by 50%, by a margin of 50%, Florida, none of the lockdowns. But Dr. Murphy, with his Soviet art and his stupid hairdo and his Northwestern degree, says, well, if it upticks, we're going to lock you down again. How much of this are you going to take? Or have you just subjugated yourself as a slave to the whim of the technocrat, who, by the way, is corrupt and incompetent. Stevie Marengo. Hi, Stevie. Yeah, I was just going to say, hello? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Just all this insistence that everybody has to get vaccinated. Doesn't that sound like people would be saying, I'm not going to get in my car and drive. It wouldn't be safe if you're driving your car without your seatbelt on. Well, to you a know, certain isn't that extent, kind of the same thing? If the vaccine works so good, why do they care if I get one or not? Well, one, one, but you're you're giving the vaccine the 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 overall credence of working in the fashion a seatbelt does. The vaccine, we don't know if it works. In fact, what it's proving, time in and time out, and to numbers that are making the so-called scientific community very uncomfortable, is that it doesn't work. So I understand the analogy. I think you're giving it too much cred. It doesn't deserve that cred at all. Craig in Mount Greenwood. <laughs> 
Oh, hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. You're right over the target. The issue with Fauci, he's got blood all over his hands. Early on, before they had that vaccine and everything like that, him and those governors that blocked the use of ivermectin and uh, budesimide and the uh, hydroxychloroquine uh, uh, works early on. There's yeah. there's thousands of people that would be alive today. Thousands that made of them, them but that, Craig, that made them more important. If they had to come up with something new, they were super important. They weren't going to give that title up. And by the way, hydroxychloroquine, we know no works. It's it's worked for 70 years. And the, and the fact of the matter is they wanted to get it out of the public eye because Trump said it. If only he would have said Adderall, maybe we could have our teenagers back. Susan Highland Park, I don't have a lot of time. Three quick things. One, maybe because my father was an officer in the Marine Corps and did biological and chemical warfare, would always warn me about the long-term effects and things that we ingest in our bodies. Number two, I worked in product development, and I know how product launches go really bad, really fast when they go to market before the product's really ready. Number three, I spent some time with a principal researcher at Northwestern working and backing into the problems that are going on with the vaccine and populations because they didn't test it on individual unique populations and it's systemically causing issues in certain classes of folks. It's outrageous. It's time for us to quote the mothers that would be so ruthless as to kill their own kids. My body, my choice. Thank you so much for the call. Real quick, I got David. We got about 20 seconds, kid. Okay, uh, three things. Number one, on your coffee cups, on your T-shirts, and, and for your ads for your show. I've described people about you as the sharp knife in the drawer. That's what you are, the sharp <laughs> knife. Thank you very much, brother. I appreciate that very much. And I'm reading here, is there a Larry King connection to the shot? Yes, yes. Larry King. But Larry King, didn't he die of septis? Well, here's the other thing. Well, we're relying well, well. on we're relying on people that are willing to lie to us for answers about it. So thank you so much, brother. If you're on the line, I didn't get to you. We'll be back tomorrow, 5 to 7, fastest two hours of the day. She don't believe in shooting stars, but she believe in shoes.